God bless you. Good evening. Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Amen. I was just enjoying the incomparable Ernestine Ross just then. <laughs> Order my steps in your word. Order my tongue in your word. Guide my feet in your word. Show me how to walk and then show me how to talk in your word. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. So glad to see each of you, my brothers and sisters, on this evening. And we thank God that you are here with us. Why don't we see who is here with us on this evening? Sister Dale, Ruth Dale, good to see you on this evening. God bless you. Brother David Stevenson, God bless you. Good to see you. Ready for November. God bless you. Sister Williams, amen. Good evening to you. Sister Williams, Sharia is in the house with us. God bless you. Good to see you. Sharia Dorothy Jones, is with us this evening. Good to see you, Sister Jones. Betty Palmer, God bless you, Sister Palmer. Good to see you. Faye Foster is in the house. Listen, you know what we need you all to do. Go ahead and press your button. Share that with your neighbor and your friends. Press that share button. Let them know that you are watching the uh, Bible study here at K Chapel, and you are inviting your, your family, your friends, uh, your neighbors, your acquaintances to get on this Bible study with us. It's going to be a good Bible study, y'all. I pray that all of them are good, but I just believe in my spirit and my heart this was going to be a good one uh, as well. So uh, you all, you all go ahead and share that, share that with your neighbors. Patricia Booth McGee, God bless you. Paula T. JSU, God bless you. Good to see you. Marilyn Langford is in the house. God bless you, Sister Langford. Good to see you. Shelby Moore, good to see you on this evening as well. Sandra Sellers, God bless you. Listen. Uh, so it was a beautiful, another beautiful day today. We're having some wonderful, wonderful weather. Thank God for the cooling off. Uh, fall is in the air, uh, and uh, that means several things for those of us who suffer with uh, with allergies. It can also be allergy season, so y'all go ahead and and get that regimen going, whatever your regimen is. If it's the Flonase and the the the, the uh, what Allegra, whatever whatever your thing is, you might need to go ahead and start getting that done because. Uh, the, the allergy season is, is, is among us. But also, y'all, listen, remember, it's fair season. The fair opens tomorrow. I don't know how many of you all are going to be going to the fair, uh, but we, we, Mississippi State Fair is always a great time. So you all uh, make sure that um, as you go, if you go, uh, that you, you're safe as you go. Uh, we know that uh, there are other uh, protocols that are being put in place, safety protocols being put in place. Uh, so we, we hope that everyone is safe uh, during their excursions at the fair. Uh, Y'all going to eat some good food. I know you are. I know you are. All of that deep fried stuff. Amen. <laughs> don't do don't get too bad. Don't go too much. Don't go too far. Amen. Enjoy, but don't go too far. Amen. Amen. God bless you. But yeah, fair season starts tomorrow. So hope you have a good time. If you're going to the state fair, I uh, hope you have a good time out there. Uh, we're going to be looking forward. You, you you might see some people that you know out there, um, uh, maybe not tomorrow, but uh, certainly in the in the days to come. So if you see some familiar faces at some of those tents, you make sure you stop by some of those tents and booths and say hello to those familiar faces. I'm not going to say who it is right now, uh, but uh, if you see any familiar faces, you make sure you go and say hello to them. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. So listen, um, why don't we have a word of prayer and we will get into our study on tonight. Amen. I see my deacon, my deacon uh, Vincent, all the way from Danville, Illinois. Deacon Vincent is with me on tonight. Good to see you, Brother Vincent. I pray that you and Sister Vincent are well up there in Danville. 
it's October, so I know you the leaves have already changed up there. Y'all in full uh, fall mode up there, <laughs> but good to see you, Brother Vincent. God bless you. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we bless you and we thank you, God, for this day and for this time together, for this moment in the study of your word. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would open our eyes, open our ears, and open our understanding that we might receive the truth of your word. And, and God, that in receiving that truth, that it would produce fruit in our lives, the fruit of your spirit, joy, love, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness. Oh God, we pray that those that that fruit would be evident in our lives, in, in our relationships, um, in, in our work, in our habits, uh, in our language, in our thought life. God, we pray, God, that um, your will would be done and that you indeed would order our steps by your will and by your word. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. So listen, um, on this past Sunday, this past Sunday, um, we, we preach from Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah chapter six. And we were talking about, uh, taking worship with you, making sure that when you leave the church, that you don't leave your worship at the church, but in fact, that the worship experience, uh, leaves with you. Uh, one of the ways that we, uh, mentioned that to make sure that that happens is to make sure that while you are in worship. Uh, that you have a moment of personal introspection. Um, Isaiah uh, saw the Lord in the year that King Uzziah died. The text says, Isaiah chapter 6, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Y'all remember that. And, uh, and, and he talks about that great vision that he saw. But then in, in verse 5, in verse 5, uh, it shifts from Isaiah looking at the Lord to Isaiah looking at himself, right? Verse five says, then I cried out, I'm doomed. Everything I say is sinful. And so are the words of everyone around me. Yet I have seen the King, the all, the Lord all powerful. Keep that up. That's in the contemporary English version. Uh, in the King James version it says something like, woe is me for I am, I am undone. I, my lips are undone and I dwell in the land of people with undone lips. Basically, listen, Isaiah, uh, the, the worship got so good and so deep and so authentic that it caused the light from heaven to shine upon his soul. And when he looked at himself, he said, I got some stuff that needs to be worked on and worked out. And I, I said to you, uh, in, in, in order for worship, uh, to, to get past the surface level of feeling and an emotional release, that at some point worship has to shift uh, from, from, from the feeling that it, it, it produces uh, to the fact of the matters concerning your heart. Isaiah got to the fact of the matters concerning his heart and he looked at himself, he said, I'm doomed. <laughs> when, when, he, when he compared himself uh, to, to this almighty God that he was seeing, this holy God that the seraphim sang about. Uh, he, he, he said, I'm, I'm doomed. I am, I am undone. I am not, I'm not right. And, and the problem that Isaiah points to is his mouth. 
The problem that Isaiah identifies is his mouth, his tongue. The, 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 the problem, um, the problem of, of his lips. Yeah. <laughs> and so tonight, tonight, um, we want to do something. First of all, I, I pray that you, uh, many of you have already had the opportunity to uh, download your uh, Right Now Media uh, gift um, that, that should have been sent to you by now. And hopefully you've had the opportunity to uh, download it. And I know some of you have already, some of you have told me Sunday that you've already gotten into some studies and you, you, you going into the, getting into it. So I thank God that, that you all are enjoying it. Uh, those of you who have, have already started uh, looking at some of the, the, the videos that are online. Um, what I want to do tonight is actually start one of those, one of those lessons. And for those of you who have not downloaded uh, the Right Now Media gift, uh, we're going to we're going to start tonight tonight's uh, lesson by actually uh, playing a portion uh, of of session number one. Okay, uh, the entirety of this session is about twenty minutes long. Uh, we're going to play about half of it tonight. Uh, to introduce this lesson to us. Um, and then hopefully, uh, for those of you who, who have not downloaded it uh, and you know how to download it, hopefully this will whet your appetite uh, to go ahead and, and get that done. And for those of you who need some help uh, getting it downloaded, um, we will we will make sure we get some some attention to you guys uh, who, who who may need some assistance in, in getting that that downloaded to your smartphones, your smart devices. Um, whatever screens that you're watching on at home, okay? So tonight we want to start this study entitled Watch Your Mouth, okay? Watch your mouth, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. We're going to bring to you tonight from Right Now Media, uh, Reverend Tony Evans. So we invite you for the next 10 minutes uh, to settle in, settle down. Uh, we're going to watch this uh, first half of session number one together, Watch Your Mouth. Hi, I'm Kanisha. Welcome to our Bible study series called Watch Your Mouth. We've all said things we wish we could take back. We lose our temper at our kids. We spread juicy details about coworkers around the office. But we also encourage a couple struggling in their marriage, console a stressed teenager, and praise God with the same mouth. Why are our tongues so tricky to tame? In this series, we'll hear from ordinary people with stories about the impact of hurtful and helpful words in their lives. Dr. Tony Evans will help us understand the power of the tongue and show us through scripture how to surrender our speech to Christ. He's the senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship and a highly respected leader, author, and speaker. This series is based on his book, Watch Your Mouth. Listen as he introduces the heart and theme of this series. Hello, and welcome to our study, Watch Your Mouth, Understanding the Power of the Tongue. A leader one day was inviting some of his elite friends over for a meal. He told the chef, choose the best possible meat that will benefit our guest. He came in with tongue. 
When asked, why did you choose that? He said, because this is the best possible meat to bless, encourage, help, and strengthen others. So they will delight in this meat. He was then asked, well, what's the worst possible meat? He says, I'll be right back. He went in the kitchen and he brought back tongue. Why is this the worst possible meat when you just said it was the best possible meat? He said, because with this same meat, you can speak evil, hurt, judge, disgrace, and harm people. That same piece of meat can be used for good or for bad. Well, isn't that what the Lord says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21? Life and death, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And that's what this study is all about. We're going to walk through the truth that the scripture gives us on why the tongue matters, why it's so important, and why you and why I need to take it seriously. Because this is the most powerful tool in the arsenal of your Christian experience that will reveal where you are with God and what hurt or benefit you are to others. Let's get to this study and let's find out what it means to watch your mouth as we understand the power of the tongue. You know, living in New York for me, you know, it was about who I can be when I wanted to be it. I really had no uh, fear of people whatsoever. I was the crazy kid, if you would, was that I was always confident enough to give a, a solid answer, even if it wasn't the truth. I was really good at manipulation, really good at spinning. My tongue was a tool that I used to get whatever I wanted. I lived lavishly. I, I made a lot of money and I played hard. I lived paycheck to paycheck. I um, also found myself with a tremendous amount of rage when it came to not having my way, you know, and, and thinking that I was better than everybody and slamming the phone down and um, saying things that, you know, I would look back on as regretting. The anger ultimately, you know, would be the downfall of me um, in losing that job. I remember getting a phone call um, and they said, you know, Jared, because of your actions, both from a perspective of uh, not keeping your mouth shut um, from a professional standpoint, uh, whether it's uh, telling inappropriate jokes or, uh, or just your anger, we're gonna have to let you go. And so in that, I lost a phenomenal job, which uh, was a, a very, very tough time for me. You know, it was about seven months after I moved to Dallas, um, I uh, fell into a state of depression. Um, I remember crying myself to sleep several nights. It was the third night uh, I did that. I woke up the following day with this uh, strange desire to find a church which uh, was the first time in my life I've ever felt that. You know, several people I crossed paths with at the church would ask me, hey, where are you from, man? I'd tell them, hey, I'm from New York, I'm from the Bronx. They would say, wow, we love that city. So what did you do there? And I told them, hey, I was a fireman. And I wore firefighter shirts that friends would give me. I wore sweatshirts, I'd go places. I would walk around like I was this ex-firefighter from New York City, that I was this paid hero. Uh, moved all the way down here, so a lot of folks started to welcome me in their circles. I was the cool kid. Uh, little did I know that that was all about to change. I became really good friends with a local uh, pastor that he uh, came to me with some information that a gentleman had emailed him. Uh, it was a gentleman that I hadn't talked to in probably seven years that had uh, said I was not a fireman. It was then that the truth was brought to the light. 
It was after getting caught, um, I would finally have to confess um, all that was uh, true and all that was false. And it was a few folks that I had met, some good friends that I'd come across that said, you know, Jared, we don't care who you are or where you came from. We love the guy that you are. That's all stuff I never actually heard in my life. And it broke, broke me down. It was the first time that I actually heard somebody say, hey, we love you for who you are and uh, something I never experienced even as a child. And so it was a freeing feeling, but still nonetheless, it was a lot of work ahead of me to try to rebuild a lot of that trust that was lost um, with people. In 1866, Alfred Nobel invented dynamite. It was used to build bridges, to build roads, to help people move about their life more effectively and efficiently. But it soon became evident that this explosive power could also be used to wage war and take lives. Dynamite became a powerful tool for good or for bad. Each of us has a powerful tool in our mouth, the tongue. This is dynamite in your dentures, if you will. And you can use that for good or for bad. Think about it. When God created the world, he did it with words. And God said, and a magnificent creation was birthed. But in chapter three of Genesis, Satan used words to bring about deceit and disaster to the human race. Speech was given to Adam. Speech came from the devil to Eve. So great creation, the tragedy of death, was tied to the power of words. That's why James, when he speaks about the tongue, in this chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, goes into great detail for you and I to understand this theology, if you will, of the tongue. He wants you to know that that this tongue controls the whole body. He uses some analogies. He says in verse three, bits in the horse's mouth. He says in verse four, it's like a, a rudder in a ship that directs the ship. He says it's, a, it's, it's, it's like a match that can light a fire of a whole forest in verse five. This small tool can redirect things like a bit in a horse's mouth. It can redirect a, a ship and it can, small as it is, bring a whole forest and put it in flames. What the scripture wants you to know is that your tongue and mine, our speech, is no small thing. It's not just a, a tool for talking. It is a life-giving or life-destroying tool that you can use in either of those directions. This was played out quite clearly in the life of Peter in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, Jesus has declared with his speech his purpose to go to Jerusalem and to give his life as a ransom for, for many. Uh, but then Peter spoke up as he uh, often did. I, I like to call him the, uh, the disciple who loved to wear peppermint socks. That's because he loved to keep his foot in his mouth. And on this occasion, he did just that. He said, God, be it far from you, Lord, that you would go to Jerusalem and die. Jesus, with his speech, says, get thee behind me, Satan, for what you just said came right 
from hell. It was right from the devil. And guess what? Peter thought he was helping Jesus out, but his speech was really hurting the program of God. And so he had to be corrected with the truth of God spoken by the lips of the Savior. Even well-intentioned speech, when not biblically informed, can be disastrous talk. And that's what occurred in Peter's life. That's why Jesus Christ must be Lord of your lips. That's why the Bible says we must confess Jesus as Lord. When you confess that, that speech, God wants you to declare Jesus as Lord of your lips. That he not only died to save your life, he died to control your mouth. And it is this lack of control that leads to explosive fires in families, in churches, in society. But it is this control that brings hope and help to those who desperately want it in a time of need. So recognize you've got dynamite right there in your mouth. Use it to build and to heal, not to destroy and hurt. Amen, amen. Uh, so yeah, be Lord of my lips. Did you get that? So often we want, we want the Lord to save our lives, right? We want the Lord to wash our hearts and cleanse our spirits and save our souls. But Lord, be the Lord of my lips and be the master of my mouth. My God, my God, that, that, that ought to bless somebody. So, so what I want to do, what I want to do for the rest of our time together is uh, look at a few passages of scripture. Um, in particular, Dr. Evans mentioned uh, James, but before we go to James chapter three, I want to look at James uh, chapter number one, James chapter number one and verse 19, James chapter one, verse 19. And I'm going to read it from the um, contemporary English uh, version, the CEV version, uh, because I, I think I think this may speak to one of the reasons why our mouths sometimes get us in trouble. My dear friends, James says, you should be quick to listen and slow to speak or to get angry. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Did you, did you quick to listen, slow to speak? Sometimes if we are honest, if we are honest, if you are honest, even if you think about the last time you were in, in uh, maybe a heated discussion, a heated debate, I'm not going to say a fight, but a heated discussion, right? Here's the human, here, here is what we do as humans. Here's what we do. We're oftentimes in communication we're not necessarily listening to what the person is saying. We're really getting our next point ready, right? We're, we're, we're thinking ahead, trying to get the next thing that we're going to say prepared in our minds so that we can win the debate, so that we can win the argument. And communication breaks down because we're not listening, we're ready to talk. We're ready to make our point. We're ready to tell the person why they're wrong and why we're right. And James says this, 
one of the things you need to do is stop trying to talk. Stop trying to get your next point across and listen to what's being said. Because perhaps part of the problem in the communication is that you are not hearing what the other person is saying. You are assuming what the other person is saying. You think you know what the other person is saying or what they mean when they say what they're saying, right? And so James says, listen, one, one, one of the things we can do to improve our relationships with our brothers and sisters, our relationships in our marriages, our relationships with family and friends, whatever it is, in communication, be slow to speak, be quick to hear. Come on and talk to me if you can. That means that means that means that I'm going to slow down and I'm going to take in. What what would it mean? What would it mean if you did not say something each and every time it came to mind, but rather than speaking, you simply received. You simply received. Amen. So here it is, here it is, that, that you're going to decide, rather than speaking, that you're going to what, what? You're going to listen. I'm going to listen. Let me, let me, let me, I'm to put my phone on, on mute, so I apologize for that, y'all. <laughs> All right. So you're going to listen, right? You're going to listen. Second thing. So then let's go to, uh, yeah, let's go to James 3. Let's go to James 3. And let's just read a little bit of what, what was introduced to us by, by Dr. Evans in this lesson. It says, my friends, we should not all try to become teachers. In fact, teachers will be judged more strictly than others. Now, James is not talking about, you know, public school teachers here. <laughs> Uh, we we need some more public school teachers, amen. He's talking about um, uh, preachers, uh, pastors, preachers. He's saying we should not all try to become preachers or teachers. In fact, preachers will be judged more strictly than others. All of us do many wrong things, but if you can control your tongue, you are mature and able to control your whole body. If you can control your tongue, you are mature. I love that. James associates maturity with the ability to tame your tongue, to watch your mouth. It is the immature person who shoots off at the mouth. It is the immature person who says everything that comes to mind. It is the immature person who has to have the last word all the time, right? If you can control your tongue, you are mature and thereby able to control your whole body. James says, listen, if you can get your tongue in check, the rest of this stuff you can handle. So James really puts the tongue as the most difficult member of the whole body. James says it's the tongue that is the most difficult thing for you to control. Now, some of you might argue with that, but that's what James says. 
He says, if you can control your tongue, you can you can probably control everything else. Maybe that's up for debate by some of you, but that's what James says. Let's keep reading. By putting a bit into the mouth of a horse, we can turn the horse in different directions. It takes strong winds to move a large sailing ship, but the captain uses only a small rudder to make it go in any direction. Our tongues are small too, and yet they brag about big things. <laughs> How many of you know that's true? It takes only a spark to start a forest fire, only a spark. The tongue is like a spark. It is an evil power that dirties the rest of the body and sets a person's entire life on fire with flames that come from hell itself. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures can be tamed and have been tamed, but our tongues, our tongues get out of control. They are restless and evil and always spreading deadly poison. My friends, my dear friends, with our tongues, we speak both praises and curses. We praise our Lord and Father and we curse people who are created to be like God and this isn't right. Can clean water and dirty water flow, both flow from the same spring? Can a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Does fresh water come from a well full of salt water? Hmm. Are any of you wise or sensible? Then show it by living right, by being humble and wise in everything you do. But if your heart is full of bitter jealousy and selfishness, don't brag or lie to cover up the truth. This kind of wisdom doesn't come from above. It is earthly and selfish and comes from the devil himself. Whenever people are jealous or selfish, they cause trouble and do all sorts of cruel things. But the wisdom that comes from above leads to be pure, leads us to be pure, friendly, gentle, sensible, kind, helpful, genuine, and sincere. When peacemakers plant seeds of peace, they will harvest justice. All right, James puts it out there, y'all. James puts it out there in saying that 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 the tongue is the thing that that is not just difficult to control, but the tongue. So some some have described it as having a mind of its own. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because the Bible says this, that out of the heart, yeah, it, the, the mouth, the mouth only speaks that which is of the heart. So whatever's coming out of your mouth um, is an indication of what's in your heart. And so if, if evil things if if ungodly things if if mean things are coming out of your mouth and it's that's not just a mouth condition that's a heart condition that's a heart condition it speaks to what's what's happening in your heart and so when isaiah talks about i am undone because my lips are undone. If you went deeper, Isaiah, and I'm sure he did, Isaiah had to acknowledge that it wasn't his lips, it was his heart 
the heart causes the mouth to say evil things. The heart causes the mouth to speak in evil ways. The heart causes the mouth to speak in prideful moments. The heart causes the mouth. Yeah. So if so if so so really it is Lord cleanse my heart <laughs> so that my mouth yeah so that my my mouth is speaking impure language cleanse my heart so that my mouth is testifying of your goodness cleanse my heart so that my mouth sounds like holiness cleanse my heart are you hearing me james james has a lot to say then in chapter three if we can bring that back up again divorce chapter three he starts in that first verse of chapter three um if you can control your tongue you are mature so he links maturity to the ability to control your tongue right and there are lots of people who who have maturity in their numbers the number of days that they've lived on the earth but to listen to their language, there's a lot of immaturity um, in the church. There's a lot of immaturity. We, 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 we participate in conversations we shouldn't be participating in, and it shows immaturity. We're we're not only engaging, hearing the conversations, but we're actually pushing and promoting the conversation and it shows immaturity. If you, if you know something about someone, someone's going through a difficult moment, someone's having a hard time in their house, in their home, in their relationship, and you're talking about that with other people, it shows immaturity. The tongue must be tamed. And in the taming of the tongue, you demonstrate your maturity in Christ. And some of us need to grow up. Some of us need to grow up. Paul says, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I acted as a child. I behaved as a child, right? I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's so childish and immature for some of the conversations that church people have about their brothers and sisters, childish and immature for people, people of the way is what the Bible calls us, right? We, we're God's people. And to participate in, in gossip, in innuendo, in rumor, in the spreading of, of, even if it's true, 
if it's not building people up, come on, y'all. It's time for us to grow up in Christ, to grow up in our maturity level. And we demonstrate that by taming and controlling our tongue. Listen, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I've said some things and I've had some conversations that I should not have had. But can I be honest with you? I'm thankful that I have some mature friends who we check each other. I was, I mean, listen, I, I was having a conversation with a friend and we, we were going in and, and talking about some stuff. And you know what? The Lord pricked his heart. And as soon as the Lord pricked his heart, my heart was pricked and we confessed to each other and we stopped it right there. We did. I had to go. I had to I had to leave my house and walk around the neighborhood and confess to God that 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 was the wrong conversation for me to be having. I prayed for him and he prayed for me and we vowed that we would we would never bring that up again. You need some mature friends. You need some mature friends who can check you and who will allow themselves to be checked by you when you're going the wrong direction. Is anybody listening to me? Listen, you you, you need some mature friends who will stand with you and, and, and who are sensitive enough to know, you know what, this... We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be talking like this. We shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we shouldn't go there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so um, it shows maturity. Let's look at that next verse. Let's look at that next verse. Uh, verse number two. By putting a bit into the mouth of a horse, we can turn the horse in different directions. It takes strong winds to move a large sailing ship, but the captain uses only a small rudder to make it go in any direction. Our tongues are small too, and yet they brag about big things. Do you know? Do you have any? You have any? Have any associates who do that? They just brag. They just brag. I mean, it, it, you know, people like that. Listen. Um, learn to brag and boast in God. If you're going to brag, learn to brag and boast in the Lord. If you're going to brag. Outside of that, you don't, you, you don't need to be doing that. And, and can I, can I, can I broaden this conversation just a bit? Because we're talking about our tongues and our mouths, but we really do live in a day and age where the words that we post on social media are just as bad, if not worse. And so can we just broaden this a little bit to say, that we need to be watching our words, our language, our communication. Because some of us, some of us get real bold behind this thing. 
can can you talk to me for a minute? I mean, we we, we can type a whole lot of stuff. And and we can get on that phone and and these thumbs can get the going. And 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 we yeah, we can say a whole lot of stuff and get bold and courageous behind that keyboard. No. Let's show let's show some maturity. Let's show some maturity in the words that we choose, the words that we speak, the words that we type. That there would be no evil communication that come out of our mouths or evil communication that is typed from our fingertips. Amen. Amen, lights. Y'all might as well say amen. So, 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 so maybe the psalmist, uh, if, if, if this were in today's language, when the psalmist says, Lord, set a watch over my mouth, I think that's Psalm 140, what was that? 149, I think it was, uh, Psalm 141, Psalm 141, where the Lord, where the psalmist says, uh, Lord, set a watch over my mouth, uh, uh maybe, maybe in today's language that, that also needs to be. Uh, Lord, set a watch over my fingers. Yeah, <laughs> Lord, Lord. And again, it goes back to the song that we were listening to within, when this Bible study opened. Order my steps. Guide my tongue in your word. Show me how to walk. Show me how to talk in your word. Order my steps in your word. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so back to James, James chapter three. Um, if we look at that, uh, yeah, thank you. Fourth verse. It takes strong winds to move a large sailing ship, but the captain uses only a small rudder to make it go in any direction. It takes a strong wind to push the ship across the water, but just a small rudder makes it go in whichever direction it goes. And that James likens the rudder of the ship to our tongue. You can control the direction. Watch this, y'all. You can control the direction of many a conversation simply by the words you choose to speak. You can decide the way a conversation goes simply by the words you choose to speak. I was, I was in a conversation last week. I was in a conversation last week. Uh, with some brothers and uh, some 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 brothers, I just leave it at that, and um, some some ministerial brothers, and it was going a certain direction, um, and you know how it is, you know how it is when a conversation goes on. I mean, one person says something, then another person you know corroborates what that person says, and before you know it, you know it's going one direction, right? It's going down the road. And I didn't particularly like the road this conversation was going down, right? Because it it was it, it, it wasn't the right road, okay? And so I was praying the whole time the conversation was going this way because this group that I was in was a new group for me. I was the newcomer, okay? These were ministerial colleagues that I, I had not met, we we're establishing a relationship. So 
this is going a certain direction. I'm not liking the way that it's going. And so I'm praying, Lord, give me the, the words, give me the way to engage this conversation so that so that we can redirect it, right? So that we can, so that we can, and, and in the redirection, we can still be building relationship, right? Because I valued who was at the table. I just didn't think the way the conversation was going was the right direction. And in fact, God gave me the words to say. And just like that, the conversation turned from one where it had become adversarial to a certain community to where it was now, how do we partner with this community, right? Rather than it being an antagonistic situation, how do we become friends? How do we show ourselves to be, to be friendly? Right. And just like that, and out of that conversation, we're now we're now doing some things that I believe the Lord is smiling on to say, yes, we don't we don't have to be adversaries with this group. We can be friends with this group. And it all starts with just the tongue. A small rudder can change the direction of an entire conversation. And I'm saying to you, my brother, I'm saying to you, my sister, use your tongue for good. When that conversation is going in the wrong way, going the wrong down the wrong road, and you know it is, and 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 listen, you you gotta be you gotta be wise. You gotta be wise with your words. You gotta figure out how to how to say it in a way that you know yeah, that, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to say what needs to be said, but we're going to also make sure that the, the lines are still open for relationship building and all of that. Yeah, it can be done, but you got to be willing to say, Lord, use me. Use me in this context. Use me in this conversation. Use me in this situation, this scenario, so that good comes out of it. Yeah. It's a small member, but it can change the direction of conversations. It can change the trajectory of lives. Do you remember that Jared in the in the in the um, the, the the video clip that that was played just a moment ago? The words that were spoken to him changed his life. When the person said, "Listen, we don't know who you are. We don't care about that. We like the person." who you are. You don't have to lie to us. We kind of like the dude who we're looking in front, who's, who's in front of us. And hearing that, that acceptance, hearing that someone valued him, hearing that someone appreciated and approved of him, that helped to change the trajectory of his life. It's a small member that can change conversations. It can change trajectories. It can change realities. Use your mouth for good. Use your tongue for good. Amen, somebody. And, and finally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end on this. James asked this question later on in this text. He says, listen, can, can, can bad water and good water come out of the same stream? Right? Can... 
can can bad water and good water come from the same source? He says, no. You, you're, not, you're not supposed to get bad water and fresh water. You can't get salt water and fresh water from the same source, right? And he says it shouldn't be the it should be the same way with our tongues. We should not be blessing and cursing with the same tongue. You you should not be you should not be cursing folk out and then blessing the Lord on Sunday morning with the same tongue. Lord set a watch over my mouth. Cleanse my heart so that my tongue will follow. Be the Lord of my lips. Be the master of my mouth. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. You, you, you should not be telling, telling your co-worker off on Wednesday and then trying to worship on Sunday and not having asked the Lord to do something about your heart and your tongue. Talk to me if you can. Yeah, because my tongue is a small member. But if I can control it, James says, you can control every other member of your body. Amen. So listen, what I want you to do, what I want you to do, we saw about 10 minutes of the first session uh, of Watch Your Mouth. Those of you who already have your Right Now Media um, uh, you already have, have signed up for it and gotten that that uh, on your smart devices. I want you to go ahead and watch the last half of session one. Go ahead and watch the last half of session number one. We watched about 10 minutes. It's about a 20 minute session. So you got 10 minutes left to go. Um, so for your homework tonight, watch the let the rest of that. And uh, we will pick up. We will pick up there for next week. Amen. Right now, media, y'all. Right now, media. Amen. Um, let's see. We got something in the chat line. Let's see. K Chapel members access your right number. Yeah. All right. So if you can put that up. Um, and if you did not get it in your email, uh, go ahead and put your email in the chat and we'll make sure that gets out to you as well. Amen. I hope that you are enjoying um, uh, your right now media. I am, uh, as evidenced by the fact that we've started our first study tonight. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Y'all, Jackson State is playing this weekend. So if you're going away, y'all be careful on the road. I believe we're going to Alabama. Is that right, Alabama? Uh, yeah, they're coming. Who plays Jackson State for their homecoming? Who did that? Good luck, Alabama. <laughs> God bless you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if we have any Alabama fans in the house. God bless you. Let me stop. To, yeah, because we got some Alabama fans in the house. God bless you. Let me stop right there. Amen. Amen. So let me stop right there. Listen, uh, but you all be careful uh, in your in your travels. Uh, also, again, if you are going to be at the uh, fair uh, this week or next week, uh, be safe. Enjoy. Um, have a good time. Amen. And enjoy the weather. Amen. And we will see you on Sunday. Also, remember this. If you need to get registered uh, to vote, uh, you can come this Sunday. Uh, registration will be happening this Sunday. Uh, this is the last Sunday that you can get registered here at the church uh, before the deadline for registration, for uh, voter registration. So make sure uh, that you get that done here. Okay. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you are the able God. 
and that indeed that you give us the power uh, to control not only our tongues, but every member of our bodies. Lord, we pray that uh, blessings, not cursings, would come from our tongues. We pray that we would use our tongue for good communication, uh, to bless those and who, who hurt us, to pray for those who despitefully use us and persecute us. We pray, God, uh, that we would be slow to speak, but quick to hear. And Lord, that we would, uh, in fact, um, say to you, as did Isaiah, uh, God, that we are undone. And in that moment that you would purge us and cleanse us uh, as you always do for those who confess with their hearts and believe uh, that, that you are uh, able to forgive uh, all of our sins and cleanse us uh, from all of our unrighteousness. Keep us forever in your care. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you all. We'll see you soon.